Welcome to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Our story tonight follows an old captain and his new crew as they work to stay afloat in a galaxy drowning at the hands of the Empire. Will they find stability or continue to wander from job to job? Find out tonight on Vagrant Freighters. Six months after the fall of Yerkes Denago, Calvanex, in company of two new crew members, heads out to Javis 12 in the Mestra system to drop off another load of mundane cargo. It's all been nothing but mundane. Low profits and scarce to find as it is. But a job's a job, credit is a credit. And you have to take what you can get. It's a routine drop off and you pull up and, and head away from the asteroid city. You begin your departure out of the Mester system through the massive field of asteroids. And it's at that point that the alarms go off. In the living quarters, one of the new crew members of the Vagrant's Mistress, a tall, broad Zabrak, tan-skinned with brown markings on his face, is attempting to catch some rest after the drop-off. I am in my bunk, and as the alarms go off, I get up and slap the intercom panel. What's going on up there? I've got no idea. This was supposed to be just a plain, simple, routine drop. Why the hell was somebody coming after us? I just want to be clear. Someone is coming after us then. Yes. Get out of your bunk and get to your gunner station. I have no idea what to expect. They may try to attack us. Just be ready. I'm moving. I'm moving. I had just settled in to go to sleep after we cleared the asteroid city, so I'll pull a shirt on and head towards the gunwell at the center of the ship. Across the ship, the other new crew member, lean, unlike her twin brother, is sharing the same tan complexion and brown markings, and additionally, a head of shoulder-length light brown hair, currently tied up behind her, goes through an operations checklist. I'd be in the middle of routine inspections in the engine room, and upon hearing the sensors go off, I'd immediately drop what I was doing, not neatly, I might add, and make my way to the bridge. Navra, you rush through the ship, through the vagrants, the halls of the ship that are still a little bit new to yourself and, and your brother, but learning them quickly, and you arrive in the cockpit there next to your new captain, Kel, who is just gripping the sticks of the vessel tightly, uh, already maybe a little on edge, navigating through the slalom of massive asteroids. Uh, and now it seems that something is uh, on your tail. The, the communications console of the vessel uh, starts to blink brightly with an incoming communication. I'd click to answer it. On the other end, a bright female voice comes through. Well, hello there, the vagrant, is it? I have uh, good news and bad news for you. Which would you like first? I'd give a sideways glance to Kel and say, I think you should ask for the bad news first, personally. 
Navra, it's usually always bad news. But they said good news, too. I'll be the judge of that. I'll give a nod back to Navra, letting her know to open the channel back to this unknown ship. Once she does so, I'll reply back. This is Captain Kelvanix of the Vagrus Mistress. Let's start with the bad news. Well, Captain Cute Voice, the bad news is that I'm going to need you to hand over that cargo. But the good news is, you have the distinct pleasure of meeting Captain Elizabeth Doyen of the Traitor's Jaunt and the guys, gals, and non-binary pals who make up my crew. Let me hear it, friends. There is a roar of uh, other voices that come through the channel as well all at once. You can hear just from different parts of the vessel. Loud, uh, reverberous uh, echo uh, as they're probably deep within the chambers of that ship as well. You know, maybe a little bit of a half-hearted hurrah from some of them from the captain's antics, but uh, still nonetheless there in support. While this is happening, I had just climbed into the turret seat. I haven't turned on the turret yet but I pull on the headset and catch the tail end of that conversation. Ah, Cap, I didn't know your girlfriend was on our tail. Cal, you've heard of, of tales of this, uh, you know, kind of rogue captain that, that just this hotshot pilot that goes about the, the cluster there uh, in the Trader's John. After hearing Elizabeth Doyen introduce herself in the Trader's Jaunt, I think back to stories I've heard at spacer cantinas throughout the sector of the trader's jaunt and the captain. I never really knew how much faith to put in stories. People do talk at a cantina. I guess I am a little curious to maybe find out for myself what separates fact from fiction. I will reach over and open up the comms channel to reply back to the trader's jaunt. Captain Elizabeth Doyen, was it? That's right. I'm not sure what makes you think you can just pull up on the vagrant's mistress like this and expect us to just roll over. I wouldn't be much of a captain if every time a pirate told me to turn over my cargo and board my ship if I did it, now would I? Oh, sugar cube. I am a pirate. If I see something I want, I'm quite inclined to take it, regardless of what you think. Well, darling, I've heard your ship's name talked about from time to time around the sector. Only a little bit. I'm gonna have to up my game then. Sounds like you've got a reputation as a pretty good pilot. I'd like to think so. How do you think you hold up? I guess it suffice to say, this isn't exactly my first run-in with pirates in this sector. I wouldn't think so, but it is your first encounter with me. Now, as much as I would love to have a more formal introduction, perhaps next time, under slightly different circumstances? Before I say anything else, either way, I have one very pressing question for you. Are you as pleasant to look at as you are to listen to? 
there is one way for you to find out. The question is, though, can you keep up? And with that, I will turn off the communication channel and divert my attention back to the controls of the Vagrant's Mistress, engaging the thrusters to begin to navigate our way through the asteroid field. As you turn off the comm and engage the ship and take off, attempting this narrow escape through the asteroids, uh, just surrounded the sea of rocks uh, before you that you have to skillfully fly through. No small task, even for a great pilot like yourself. Calling out to your new crew members to be ready for whatever's ahead and anticipating potentially an extra challenge with the uh, trader's jaunt behind you. Navra, you hold on as the ship lurches forward uh, as uh, Kel hits that and you see that calm light blinking once again. I'd give another glance to Kel and ask, "Do do you want me to answer that one, Captain? Against my better judgment, I am curious to see what clever thing she has to say this time. Go ahead and open the channel. Aye, aye, Captain Sugarcube. And I'd click the answer button again. I'm instantly regretting this. As the vagrant takes off and starts slaloming through the asteroids, Trader's Jaunt follows up right behind, getting in position as... The captain yells out to her crew to line up a shot and give a little bit of a, hey, I'm still here, uh, across the tail of the fleeing vessel. Oh, I'm so glad you're making this interesting. I do hate a boring flirtation. I remind myself the key to this is all about timing, and I wait until the last possible moment to pull on the controls of the ship and maneuver it between a couple of asteroids providing additional cover from the oncoming attack of the trader's jaunt. Seeing the attack miss its mark and strike one of the nearby asteroids, I'll turn my attention back to the open communications channel and reply back to Captain Elizabeth Doyen. Well now, if your goal was to lay eyes on old Captain Kelvanix, you're gonna have to try a bit harder than that. Oh, Sugar Cube, we are just warming up. And besides, even if I didn't think you were worth the chase, I'm not just going to let you go gallivanting around delivering stuff for the Empire. That's just not friendly-like. Confidence, maybe the cockiness of the captain, though, comes up short as Kel, along with the assistance of his crew members, dials in the systems, throwing some interference, uh, boosting the shields on the ship, and allowing you to get out of the way of this incoming shot and uh, swerve around some of the asteroids, pulling away. The Vagrant zooms away, narrowly sliding between two asteroids as the shots do go wide from the trader's jaunt behind. The Vagrant then pulling around, getting a little bit more of an offensive position uh, at this juncture to maybe give an opportunity to retaliate. I tap the intercom again and say, All right, Cap, am I shooting your girlfriend here, or are we letting her go? What's the plan? First of all, she's not my girlfriend. Secondly, shoot one of the asteroids, try to give us some cover. I don't need to destroy their ship, just slow them down. I turn on the turret and start firing at one of the asteroids that's in between the Vagrant's Mistress and the Traitor's Jaunt. 
I just grumbled to myself. Ah, Captain likes to suck the fun out of everything. And I blast the asteroid into bits and scatter the pieces in between the two ships. The shot goes out and directly hit into the center of this uh, asteroid and just burst into a bunch of pieces uh, going in all different directions and uh, right into the path of the trader's jaunt behind you. Uh, aboard that, uh, Captain Elizabeth, you call out to the crew, yelling out to your operator to run interference on the vagrant uh, to, to try and uh, disrupt uh, what they're doing. But unfortunately, that debris comes in and uh, is a little bit too much of a distraction, losing a little bit of distance from them. I'm, I'm feeling a little left behind at this point, so um, I'd just like to make sure that we can have a bit longer conversation. So take their Criffin engines out already. Yelling out to the crew, you just tell your uh, mechanic to boost all power to weapons and then have your gunner just throw a blast into the back of the Vagrant, hoping to slow them down. I would continue to work on the defenses of the ship after hearing that the captain of the trader's jaunt doesn't seem to be backing down at all from our warning shot. I'd continue frantically pressing buttons and not looking at the captain because I'm so focused on my work, say, Kel, might I suggest that we maybe stop running and go on more of the offensive here? I will have you know I have made many a successful delivery by running away. There is no honor, and more importantly, no credits, dying in an asteroid field. I get that she was nice to you and all, but... Clearly she isn't giving us the same decency of a warning shot that we gave her. I'm not worried about Captain Doyne. She's got to catch us first. And right now, the old vagrant's holding her own. You just keep those shields up, and I'll worry about getting us out of here. Aye, aye, Captain. It's at that moment that a blast from the other ship comes in and rocks the back of the vagrant. The shields are engaged, but they sputter. It, it was a heavy hit to uh, go against that system. And right away, Navra, you see that you're going to need to continue to maintain these systems, uh, patching power into them, um, and, and just making sure that they stay fluctuated so there's no, there's no overload in the system or otherwise. Reeling from the shot that just rocked the ship, I'd look over at Kel and throw a wordless stare at him that conveys an I told you so kind of look. Feeling the effects of the attack from the traitor's jaunt, I'll start to scan the asteroid field looking for an opening of some sort to maneuver the vagrant's mistress into for a better attack position to return the favor. I'll also get on the comms and reply back to Captain Doyen. Looks like you might be a tad upset with me, Captain. There's no reason to play quite so rough now. Oh, I haven't even begun to play rough. But you are quite fun. If you weren't on the wrong side of things, then uh, I might actually have some work for you. But as it stands now, I'm still gonna have to take those goods however hard you run. But I do like it that you're playing hard to get. Well, I hate to break it to you. I'm on nobody's side but my own. I've got no love for the Empire. And with that, I will turn my attention to the internal communications. Torin, jump on those guns and see if you can return the favor. I didn't appreciate that last one. Yeah, I wasn't waiting for permission. And I will turn and open fire on the other ship. Most of us out here in this big old galaxy are only out for ourselves. 
But that don't mean we're not on the wrong side of things. You should know that by now, I'd think. As the Vagrant uh, returns fire, uh, this time directly on the traitor's jaunt rather than uh, a nearby asteroid simply trying to cause uh, a hurdle, directing fire onto the ship and connecting uh, with this broad side of it. Uh, the blast comes in and rocks the traitor's jaunt as Captain Elizabeth and her crew uh, are rocked and uh, maybe a little surprised uh, that it came in. Uh, caught off guard, not able to deflect the incoming shot. Uh, really just uh, set up for the offensive side of things rather than uh, the incoming barrage. Captain Elizabeth and her crew, though, then flanks around and turns once again to try and further slow down her prey. Seeing the shot by Torin find its mark, I'll reply back to Captain Doyen. If I had a credit for every time a pretty lady told me I was on the wrong side of something, I'd be retired by now. Oh, you get lost that easily, do you? Listen here, flyboy. I know more than you probably give me credit for. I was there when the Ionian rings were enslaved. I was there when Iridonia was taken, imprisoned. I was part of that. So trust me, I know how these people work, and I'm not going to allow anyone to enable them. As the captain's voice rings out through the ship's intercom, Navra, Torin. You can't help but recognize familiarity in her past exploits. During the frantic movements that I'm still partaking in, trying to make sure I still have control over the board, I'd hear the captain's voice come over the comms and pause for a moment. Without saying anything, I take a moment to steel myself mentally, my back kind of stiffens, and then I'd continue my work at a more feverish pace that didn't seem possible. In the gunwell, I hear the word Iridonia, and memories wash over me for just a moment. And then I turn my mind back to the job at hand. I slap the intercom and say, Hey, Cap, what exactly does she want? We... we don't have any cargo. Once again, throwing everything into the shields, uh, Navra down working in the, you know, engineering department, uh, just hoping to uh, resist any further incoming fire and uh, skillfully flying about the asteroids, uh, Kel, you are able to once again uh, dodge out of the way of an incoming barrage of blaster fire from the uh, traitor's jaunts and find yourself making significant distance, uh, getting really close to the edge of the asteroid field where you'll soon be in safe uh, distance to make a jump out of the system towards your next destination. Honestly, Torin, I have no idea. She seems to think we're helping the Empire somehow. We're just making a delivery. Our cargo hold's empty. I don't even know why she's after us. I don't want to be that guy, but she did say that she had work for us if we aren't on the wrong side of this conflict. Always on the lookout for those credits, aren't you, Torin? Brings a tear to my eye. It's the only reason I'm here. Well, that and the pristine luxury of this spacecraft. You can insult me all you want, Torin, but I draw the line at the vagrant's mistress. Watch what you say about her. 
I said luxury. I detect a tinge of sarcasm in that response. She ain't much to look at, but she gets the job done. At this point, I'll uh, clear my throat. <clears throat> so are we getting out of here, or are we going to stick around and flirt some more? I'm going to see if I can figure out what the hell she actually wants, and then we'll get out of here. So the second one. I will open the communication back to the trader's jaunt. I truly do hate the disappointed lady, but I've been known to do that from time to time. Doesn't look like you're going to catch us today, and even if you did, our cargo hold's empty, so I'm not sure what you're after. Well, if you came loading blanks, maybe you should have mentioned that from the start. But I must admit, Captain, this is the most fun I've had in a long time. I'll admit, it was a good bit of fun from my side as well. It's not every day you come across a crew in a ship that can keep up with the Vagrant's mistress. I'd say that if you were ever on the lookout for another kind of mistress, you should come back around. But I would advise that you maybe don't show that lovely voice of yours in the sector again for a while. I plan to make a right nuisance of myself around here. At least until I, I can get those Imperial scum to pull up stakes and criff off. I certainly do wish you the best in that venture. Like I said, me and the Empire aren't exactly friends. I've had plenty of dealings with them and not looking forward to any more. You say you got no love for them, but you do know you are their errand boy right now. Everything you're doing in the sector is feeding in to what they are trying to accomplish. You sure this is the job you want? I know how well their credits spend, but selling your soul is a dangerous thing. Unfortunately, I think it may be a bit too late when it comes to selling one's soul for the Empire. Oh, sugar bear, there's always a chance to turn it around. I used to be one of their military. I used to lead operations. And now, I'll make their life a living hell. Let me tell you the fun you have with that. Tell you what, if you're not too sore about that little love tap I gave you, I know someone over on uh, Dorson who could maybe patch it up. Never let it be said that I'm a sore loser. There's a Chadra fan named Pargo over there. You tell him Captain Elizabeth sent you, and uh, maybe she'll even give you some decent work for some decent folk. Well, that's mighty generous of you, Captain. I appreciate the tip. Like I said, I'm not trying to be on the wrong side of anything here. I'm just trying to make a living, keep this ship flying, and keep my crew fed and taken care of. You sound real pretty, so I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. But trust me, now I got the measure of what you can do. And if I even catch a whiff that you have betrayed us, I'm gonna come find you, Flyboy, and you won't have fun with it. I'll be more than happy to have you come find me, but on more friendly terms. I look forward to seeing the face behind Captain Cute Voice. You stay safe now up there. It's a big galaxy. Never know what's waiting around the next asteroid. Ain't that the truth. Best of luck to you, Captain Doyen. Until next time. Y'all come back now, you hear? With that, the comm channel 
chimes off. And the trader's jaunt takes off behind you, getting lost within the dense field of asteroids to hunt out her next prey. After seeing that the trader's jaunt is out of our vicinity and has disappeared, I slump back into the chair, almost a little exhausted from having to be on edge for that bit, and I turn slightly to look at the captain and go, So, I take it you want me to punch in the coordinates for Dorson? Good. Ship repair yards that you can actually trust are few and far between. And Captain Doyne didn't seem to have any ill will towards us, so I'm willing to go at least check it out. The Vager could probably use a once-over anyway, and if there's a potential opportunity that they've got some work for us, we could use the credits. I agree with you on the work part. I think I've been doing a good job with the maintenance and upkeep, but considering that we just took a hit, I understand the need for some repairs too. And then I would start to bring up the coordinates and start calculating our path to Dorson. You calculate into the uh, ship's nav computer targeting towards Dorson, and uh, it goes through its computations, eventually uh, signifying that it's ready to go. As soon as you all are ready, engage the system and the dotted points of light in the sky, the stars uh, eventually turn into a trail and then into the blue swirling um, vortex of hyperspace for the next few day journey towards Dorson. Navra, you're looking pretty exhausted there. You feeling all right? I'd still be slumped a little bit in the chair, but then get up and nod and say, I was doing some inspections before I got into that little rendezvous, so I think I'll finish what I was doing and head to the bunks, if that's all right with you, Captain. Sounds good to me. I know racing around an asteroid field, avoiding pirates, isn't how our typical days go. But you and your brother both held your own, kept us flying, kept us out of trouble. You both did good. You say that as if you've expected any less. I certainly didn't expect any less. You and your brother both came highly recommended. I would nod at that with a little bit of a friendlier smile and say, well, I don't expect either of us to assume that Ferris would have anything but the best in his envoy. But you do have to admit, I'm a hell of a better pilot than that old pirate ever was. I am not going to answer that for my own self-preservation. And then I would take my leave. You head off to finish up the work that you had been doing prior to the interruption, intending to that for a few hours until the exhaustion is just too much to resist making your way to your quarters and turning in for a bit during the journey. When I do make it back to the bunks after finishing my inspections, I see that Torin is already sound asleep. And I'd sit at the edge of my bunk for a few moments, just from exhaustion and needing to take a seat and take a load off. And I'd stare at my brother's sleeping form 
for a moment and try not to dwell too much on the pleasant reminder that we both had earlier. I'd lay down on the bunk, and it takes a bit of time, but I do eventually drift off into sleep. The two of you find sleep, maybe not that easily, given one, the unexpected encounter, and two, maybe a bit of a opening of a wound that still hasn't fully healed. After Naver leaves the cockpit, I stay behind for a few moments to rest, relax, decompress a bit after everything that happened today. The cockpit is really the place I feel most at home on the ship. I mean, the Vagrant is home, but there's something about the cockpit here in the captain's seat, looking at the viewport, the colors, the lights of hyperspace. There's solace to be found here. After a few moments, I leave and head back to my captain's quarters. Once inside my quarters, I sit on the edge of the bed, my eyes moving side to side as I look at everything in the room. My eyes are drawn to a small trinket hanging on one of the walls. A gift from Dadish before she left a few months ago. With the thoughts of the conversation with Captain Doyen in the Empire still fresh in my mind, and now thoughts of Dadish entering my thoughts as well, I start to think about Cheryl Five, Yerkes, and the Empire. Did we make the right choice? Did I make the right choice? Did we even have a choice? I mean, the Empire had my ship. I have a responsibility to my ship, to 4D, Datish, my crew. I certainly don't want to help the Empire, but I have to help myself do what's right for me and my crew. Maybe something else could have been done. I don't know. Maybe Captain Doyen's right. Maybe there is a right side and a wrong side to all of this. Maybe there's something that can be done to make things right. Find some sort of redemption. This concludes tonight's episode of Vagrant Freighters. Find out what happens next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Hi there, Todd Moonmonts here. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to the Dungeon Jedi Masters Patreon to help in production, hosting, and creation of this and other great Star Wars 5e-related content. You can find us at DungeonJediMasters.com, and may the Force be with you.